Oh, it's great to see everybody here. You know, every December, one of my favorite movies that I watch is Home Alone, and I love the meme that's been going around. If Kevin can make it to church when he's being left home alone, then so can we, right, on Christmas Day. So I'm glad you're here today. If you're watching from home, uh, and I hope that you are, you know, watching, uh, whether it's live or replay, just know it's always better here in person. Um, It's good. Hey, kids, remember, you have a little... uh, worship notes that you can kind of follow along with and there's a little word that I may be saying uh, so just kind of wait for that it's nothing fancy but just listen you might hear something Um, this is a good day it's a good day and I hope that your uh, morning has gone really well so far I hope it's been special meaningful Uh, and if no one has reminded you yet I wanted to go and take a moment to do that and just to remind you that that God absolutely loves you each and every one of you He loved you so much that He gave us the greatest gift He could could give. He reached down deep and gave us the gift of His Son. And what I love is that through His Son, He has promised to forgive you of every wrong you have ever done. Every one. He's even promised to forgive you of the wrongs that you're currently mixed up in right now that you really hope no one finds out about. And he's also promised to forgive you of every single wrong thing you will ever do in your entire life. Isn't that amazing? He wants to make you whole. He wants to make you pure. And he wants to make you brand new. That's a gift. It's the greatest gift. I want you to remember that today as you continue to celebrate and as you continue to remember and as you smile and as you hug your loved ones, as you nap even, hopefully I'll have one of those. If, if you uh, are in the middle of some family arguments and games that I'm sure will come tonight, remember God loves you and, and he's going to forgive you for losing your temper whenever you lose to your kids and it's the first time. What a gift. Today we remember that God came near. And thank you, Sam, for reading that because that's that's one of my favorite passages in Isaiah 52 and it's one that that I like to read most every year at some point in this month of December. I like to read that, but I wanted to kind of go through that just a little bit and and I wanted us to remember, you know, communion is at the close of service today and we're going to remember the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus together. But let's go through a little bit of this Isaiah passage this morning, and I want us uh, to meditate on some of these words, and I hope that you remember them and take them to heart. This is what it says. It says, how beautiful on the mountains, let's go backwards, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Let's stop here and let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us together today on this most holy day. It's a day whenever we celebrate your birth. And granted, we celebrate your birth and your death every, every time we meet together. But I know across the world, people are gathering and wondering, what are you up to? Is Jesus for real? Is all of this salvation business really something to be taken seriously? Lord, help our lives to reflect the joy that you've given us and the change that you've brought us. Help us not to use 
our salvation as a means to be self-centered, but help us, Lord, to use it as a way to share the hope and the good news with others. Because today, although it's merely another day, Lord, it is a day whenever we celebrate the fact that you came near. In Jesus' name, amen. So we have this messenger, and it says, How beautiful the feet of the one who brings good news. The messenger at this point was probably running for miles and miles across dusty and dirty and rocky terrain and probably didn't have the nice, comfortable leather soles that we can enjoy today. So I'm sure that the feet of that messenger were cracked, perhaps even bloody, maybe worn, calloused, but they were beautiful because they brought this message of salvation. And it reminds me that regardless of who you are and how worn you may feel, how tired you may be, how capable or worthy or calloused you have become, when you bring good news to others, you're beautiful. Good news is beautiful. And it continues, listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Burst into songs together, of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. I love it that this message isn't just good, that they're simply happy. It's so good, they shout for joy. Have you ever heard a message so good that you just burst into song? I've yet to hear it after a sermon, but I'm really hoping one day. Have you ever heard that? It's so good, you just burst into song. That's what they are telling them to do. Because the Lord has comforted His people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. God is ready to make us holy and pure, brand new. Have you ever felt that kind of joy, that relief? Ah. Joy so overwhelming that you can't help but just celebrate and yell and be excited. Now, I know the country of Argentina is probably still excited right now. And I know that there were several men and a few less women yesterday really excited because Dallas beat Philadelphia. My dad, I, I think I could hear him all the way from Georgetown in my, in my house yesterday. But that's not the kind of joy I'm talking about. Now granted, that's excitement. But I'm telling you, they're going to find a way to be upset at Dallas next week. And Argentina is going to be overshadowed with whatever else is going on in their world. That's not the kind of joy I'm talking about. That's, that's excitement, but that's not really joy. Temporary excitement is not joy. Now the joy that this scripture describes is something that is gut deep. Something that is not only good for the individual, but it's, it's good for the people. Good for everybody. And I know in our culture, we don't really celebrate whenever everyone 
is blessed. In fact, some of us get upset if other people are blessed, and they didn't quite work for it. What if everyone was blessed? What if the news was so good that even your enemies were blessed? Would that make you celebrate? The good news is that our God reigns. Amen? That's what it says. Our God reigns. He is in control of the world. He is in control regardless of who's in power in Washington. He's in control regardless of what your situation is at this current moment. So you know we can trust Him. And when we know it, when we really believe that we can trust God, then we'll know that every choice, every decision that He's made is in our best interest. And when we choose to follow Him with everything we are, He will lead us through love into a life that is full and whole and good peaceful i mean god is good he knows our difficulty he knows our pain he knows our restlessness he knows because he came near and became one of us he knows how we hurt he knows how hard we try and how we fail he knows when we say things that we probably would have rather not said he knows our weaknesses he knows what tempts us he knows, and He knows how to comfort us as well when we fail. He knows how important hope is, and He knows the way to joy. You see, joy is one of these gifts that can really only be realized and fully experienced whenever we don't hold on to it so tightly. In fact, we don't really fully experience joy in until we actually give it away. You know, whether it's wrapped in our time or our attention or our resources, for those are all things that are essential for living. When we decide to give these gifts that God has given us away, then we'll find this straight path to the joyful life. I mean, joy is not merely a gift we receive, but one I believe we can only keep by giving it away. It is a gift that grows through each and every use. In fact, I, I just came across the scripture. Joy is one of the elements of the kingdom of God. This is what it says in Romans 14, 17. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Joy is the stuff of heaven. I don't know if it's the thing we're going to breathe when when we finally experience that, but joy is the stuff of heaven. Joy is the gift that gives us a glimpse into what forever looks like. Eternal joy here and now. This prayer that Jesus spoke, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, can be seen when we are willing to give our lives fully away. But why wouldn't we give ourselves away? Our God reigns. He's in charge. And God's way is good, and it is a way that will always lead us into goodness. It will never lead us into regret. Did you know that? Going the way of God will never lead you into regret. Going in the way of God will always lead you towards hope. It will never lead you towards despair. It will always lead you towards joy. But as beautiful as a gift as it may be, joy is still a choice. 
And we have to choose. And I believe when we really engage with this type of joy, I think little else is really going to satisfy us. Once we taste what the Lord has to offer, once we consistently dine on God's goodness, what else could really please us? But alas, we tend to gorge more on the world's offerings than we do on the things of God. C.S. Lewis has this quote, and I, it just really struck me this week, and this is what he says. He says, It would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures, fooling about with drink and sex and ambition, when infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum, because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. Have you settled for mud? You could be experiencing so much more. That first Christmas so long ago was filled with people who had settled. They had settled into the darkness. In despair, it was around every decree every new law, every turn of chance. Hopelessness was on the lips of all those who had settled for less than the things of God. But on that first Christmas, a small cry pierced the world forever, forever altering the past, the present, and the future. The first breath of the baby Jesus just proved how insufficient the things of the world really are compared to the love and mercy of our God. But we shouldn't be surprised. God reigns. Our God reigns. And he had been preparing his people for this moment for quite some time, waiting until just the right moment so that he could save us, not because we deserved it, but because we desperately needed saving. And we still do. He's still saving us, in fact. He's still working in us. He's still redeeming us, purifying us, still doing everything he can to show us what reality really looks like and feels like. And that reality is good news. And I love this. When the, when the angels, um, Jesus was born, the angels came, and they, it was so exciting, they burst into song. And their audience was a few meager shepherds. Talk about overwhelming a few undesirables with something that they could not even really fully describe. But isn't that what God does? He wants to overwhelm us with joy, with love, with gifts. My encouragement to you as we continue to celebrate Christmas, as we prepare to remember the birth and the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus through communion, is to choose joy. Don't be satisfied with less than what is real. Remember, Christmas is this moment when God became flesh. And it was in that moment that the good news, it burst forth into the world and altered forever what is real and what is not. I'm going to conclude my thoughts this morning with a reading from Psalm 98. I think it perfectly sums up what we're talking about. 
It says this, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord. All the earth burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world world and all who live in it i love this let the rivers clap their hands let the mountains sing together for joy let them sing before the lord for he comes to judge the earth and he will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity our god reigns amen this is good news this is what we celebrate so i'm encouraging you give yourself to him do not settle for anything less Heavenly Father, thank you for this moment that we can celebrate you on Christmas Day. Help us this morning for those who have walked into this room or even watching online who may not really know what is next for them. Still trying to figure out this whole life. I pray that you would show them godly people who really believe, people who have good news to share. And Lord, if that is us, if, if, if we've given ourselves away to the bad news of the world and all we're doing is, is posting and sharing news that is, that is not helpful or positive, Lord, please forgive us. Help us to repent and to begin sharing good news because regardless of what is going on in the world, Lord, we have a God who reigns and I pray that you would help us to believe that with every fiber of our being. Help us to bless and not curse, to help and not hurt. Help us to be people who lift one another up, especially those who cannot lift themselves. Help us to be messengers of good news. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand together. We're going to sing one song. If you need prayer, we have men and women around, and then we'll continue with more songs and have communion in a few moments.